This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each episode, we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse, depicted in a movie, and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to the bunker. On this episode, we've finally moved on to the letter B. And uh, B, in this case, still stands for biological weapon. And the movie example we chose was Day of the Dead. The 2008 version, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yes, Day of the Dead. Not Dawn, for anyone out there that might get confused by such simple words. Don't I, get confused. Day, not I, Dawn. I doubt that could happen, but I guess no, it's possible. It could never happen. No. It could never be the reason why we're so far behind on doing this podcast because somebody watched Dawn of the Dead instead of Day of the Dead. That would, it's impossible, right? It's impossible. Yeah. It would never happen. Yep. Uh, anywho, getting to the movie. Um, I know, I, I don't think they say it later, I just looked it up, but it takes place in Leadville, Colorado. Um, I know that. Uh, Leadville? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like fill them full of lead. Leadville? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Leadville, Colorado. Is that a real place? I didn't look that up. I just, no. but it, you know, I wonder. I don't know. I'm sure huh. Google could tell somebody. Well, if you're wondering, Dawn of the Dead takes place in, uh, I think, Milwaukee, uh, or was it St. Louis? Either yeah. way, I, I I know that because I just watched it recently. <laughs> oh, just for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. I want to say Milwaukee sounds right, but that doesn't. Yeah, it's well, you know what? Like it's it's got to be. I would say Milwaukee only because don't they? Spoiler: They, they take a boat somewhere or try to take a boat, so they have to be close That's to. That's right. So St. Right. Louis, something you'd be able to take is a boat down the Mississippi. You're right. They were on the Great Lakes, so that's correct. Yeah, it's got to be Milwaukee. So yeah. anyway, so yeah, just yep. I watched the wrong movie, and that's what has taken partially so long, folks, because I didn't watch Day of the Dead. I watched Dawn of the Dead. But here we are. We're on the right movie now. We're back, and hopefully, <laughs> we're back. back with a vengeance. Yeah, it's still this movie is a ven- This movie's a vengeance. Let me tell you, <laughs> shit, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a classic. Good and in, in depending on what terms you're using. Oh, it's good in the way we like our movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plenty of comedy. Uh, let's see. Jumping into the movie, um, it starts off by showing us mountains. Obviously, the Rockies. I'm assuming since it's Colorado, mm-hmm. um, we get to see an idyllic forest setting. We switch to an old abandoned building. Looks like to me. Um, then we see, uh, I guess, two couples. Uh, a boy and a girl, and then another boy and a girl. Just to be clear, I don't care, but that's just what the movie shows. Um, they're in this abandoned building. Uh, they got some candles burning. Uh, couple one, 
the boy and the girl are dancing, and then you got another couple sitting on a couch, uh, sucking face. I'm gonna call it. Um, let's see. Then uh, the dancing couple decides to go explore, because why not, man? I mean, because I guess oh oh that's right. The, the the boy who I guess we can he, he the the dancing couple turns out to be we'll just say it now the the main character's brother. And then, of course, the main character's brother's girlfriend, who may or may not be referred to as such for the rest of the movie. But anyway, so the uh, main the main character's brother is trying to get a little pussy, if you know what I mean. And uh, uh, who can blame him? She's that girl's gorgeous. Yes, but the point is, she turns him down and says no because it's disgusting there, and she's a classy girl. <laughs> so then they might as well. So they decide they might as well go off and explore the abandoned building. You know, to die, because that's what happens when you're in an abandoned building. You go off exploring it, and you die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the only thing that they... No, no, actually, they do. They they, they also um, execute the other horror film. Uh, uh, not faux pas, but just basically the standard horror films. Not only do they go off to explore an abandoned building, they fucking split up as well. That is true. Yep. That is true. So don't go exploring and don't split up. Because the movies have showed us, you will most certainly die. And if you have to go exploring, never split up. Even if there's a pack of 50 of you, stay together. Yes. Um, so then we cut to a roadblock with military vehicles strung about. We see Ving motherfucking Reigns. Uh, He's talking to an angry motorist. Uh, apparently the road is shut down. He's claiming for 24 hours. Uh, the angry motorist is trying to get through because he's got his wife and son with him, and his son is apparently sick. He wants to get him to a hospital. I believe he's headed in Denver. Um, and he says, F this, he's going to drive through, and he can't stop him. Apparently he misses the whole point of the military with guns and that they can stop him. But, uh, you know, he must have missed that. He must be a liberal. Anyway, um, so then we get introduced. Do whatever he wants. That's right. This, yes. Um, so then we get introduced to the main character, my next wife, Mina Suvari. Um, <laughs> let's see. She shows up. Uh, I got a major erection. And then I passed out. And uh, that's all I remember. I wish I remember. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's me. I'm usually the one passing out but towards the end. <laughs> That's completely different reasons, though. <laughs> right, right. Not lack of blood. <laughs> right. Yeah, Actually, lack lack of concentration of blood is why. I as a, diluted blood. Diluted blood. Uh, but no. So anyway, she talks to the angry family, um, and apparently they know her, and so she talks them down and says that just go to the army hospital that they've set up and that they'll take care of them. All the best doctors are there. So they agree. Um, so then, obviously, we discover that Mina is from this town. Shocker. Um, and that uh, it's apparently it's a shithole, according to everyone. Um, and it just, side note, it is a real place in Colorado. Elevation 10,000-some feet. Population 2,600 people. So, yeah, that kind of, kind of says shithole. But anyway. Hmm. All right, then. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I wonder. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Um, we have we have to have our facts in here every once in a while. Oof. I think it, it doesn't. It hurts our cre- credibility to have facts, but all right. And it does. 
But anyway, so we cut back to the couple exploring. Um, and the, the girl jumps out and scares the boyfriend. Um, the main character, so Mina's brother's girlfriend, now apparently wants to bone. But now does she, but, but she says what she wants to do is she asks, well, is your mom still sick? And he goes, yeah, she's sick upstairs. She goes, well, why don't we go back to your house and bone on the couch with your sick mom upstairs? Because that's classy. Right, I was just going to say, because that's way classier than this abandoned building. Yeah, I don't want to bone this abandoned building where we're basically alone. I would rather go back to your house where your sickly mother is upstairs uh, puking your guts out, whatever, uh, yeah. and bone down there. Not strange at all. Not cla- That's classy, you know. Well, whatever. So, uh, all right, so then we cut to the radio DJ, who I'm calling Mr. Conspiracy, because he's all about the conspiracies. And he says that uh, he puts out a broadcast, and he says that the town is locked down until tomorrow, and that the uh, the town is hit by a flu. There's a big flu epidemic, and that's why everything's on lockdown. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll say this early on. I guess there's the possibility if it was a, you know... A real flu. I mean, the flu is a deadly disease to young and elderly. And a, a terrible flu could dehydrate you and kill you. So it could be a bad flu. But just, I think we all, I don't think we even need to say it, be aware if the military shuts down your entire town and says it's because of the flu. Yeah, because that means the Illuminati are involved. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so then the the uh, the main couple are are leaving to go bone classily on the sick mom's couch. When uh, the other couple, he tells them they got to go, and he's like, "But I'm I'm still busy," and he's like, "You want to ride or not?" Apparently, he misunderstood what he meant because he's because he got up to leave. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so then uh, as they're walking towards the the the, the main character's brother's jeep, um, they uh, he <laughs> the pissed off girl the the I guess the other guy talks the pissed off girl and offers to uh, go back to his place. She says no, and then he <laughs> he offers to pay her. <laughs> he offers to give her money. The fuck. He's a creep. He's a little creepy. Dude, anyway, he, yeah. Little Creep. We'll call him Little Creep. I'll try to remember. Yeah, Little, little creep. creep. Little Creep. I'll pay you. He's soliciting her for prostitution after they were just, yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> and for being like a emo goth type girl, she's pretty attractive too. Well, she's maybe in a movie. Maybe that's, oh, that's true, yeah. There's no such thing as ugly girls in movies. Mostly true. Well, uh, fair enough, unless they're trying to make a statement nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so she, the girl gets pissed off, and she decides to leave, so she starts walking through the woods, and then her friends, I'm using that term loosely, are okay with this? Yeah, right. just drive away? Yeah, like the, the one dude, little creep, was not okay being left in this abandoned building, because he's like, if you want to ride, you, you know, you need to come with us now, and he's like, uh, all right, I mean... I'm a teenager. This is potentially the first time I'm ever going to have sex in my life. But not being, not having to walk a couple miles, yeah, okay, I'll go with you. But then when it comes time for the girl to walk all by herself, ah, that's okay. 
Uh, yeah, I'm assuming he needed a ride because they are miles from where they need to be, up in this they abandoned are. area. Uh, yeah, and now this girl, teenage girl by herself, is going to walk down off the mountain. That's eh, it's okay. Real, that's very chivalrous of them. That's yeah, I say friends loosely, but anyway. So as she's walking through the woods, something yells and starts chasing her. Um, she starts running. Uh, all of a sudden, she gets grabbed by something that looks kind of like a person type thing, and gets dragged away. Well, it's and it's the classic run through the woods uh, in horror movie too. Running through the woods, falls down, rolls down the hill, and then gets dragged away. Yes, because they got to fall when they're running away. They have to fall. Well, yeah, because you know. Most people can run. Let's just say you're running for for exercise reasons. I don't know why you would do that, but let's say you're you're running for that. You can run miles and miles and miles and miles and miles without ever falling down once. But as soon as something is chasing you and the chips are on the table, people can't stay on their fucking feet apparently. Yes. But what what do I know? I mean, you think your instincts, your survival. Uh, self-preservation instincts would say it's the time to stay on your fucking feet and run as fast as you can and don't fall. Inevitably, they always do. You would think, but you know what the yeah. moral you know what the moral of the situation is, though, right? What's that? You should have taken the money. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? If you would have just if you would have just entered into prostitution, <laughs> you'd still be alive. <laughs> At least for a little while. At least longer, for a little possibly. while longer, guaranteed. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we, we cut back to uh, we oh, cut we cut back to the. You're you're gonna skip the, the 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 piece of extremely lazy directing on this movie. Well, there's more than one, but which one are you referring to? Yes, there are. This one was just I I, I just so she gets drugged away, and then two seconds later, they very unceremoniously just throw down a flap of skin. That came off of her stomach on the ground. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. So fucking terrible. Just horrible, terrible, lazy movie making. You know, we're just going to show her get drug off the screen screaming and then throw down this piece of skin to just to kind of legitimize. Yeah, she just got killed. Yeah, no fucking shit. Number one, we didn't need the flap of skin. We, we get it. She got drugged away by a creature. But to throw it on the ground, it's, it's almost... It's worse. I'm not going to say almost. It is. It's worse because now it's extremely contrived where they could have just had her drug away and we go, oh, yeah, okay. Well, you didn't show us what happened, but at least we can kind of figure out that she is killed. Well, it's okay. but, but I mean, in defense of terrible directors everywhere, um, <laughs> now they could have theoretically done that because at first you're thinking, well, was she drug away by little creep? Was he coming to get his poontang? Was uh-huh. was she dragged away by some you know deliverance mountain men that wanted her poontang? Was she attacked by uh, a bear? I mean, I guess is it flat bandits? Who knows? So by throwing the quickly, way too quickly ripped off piece of skin, right? You then know that she's not doing okay. No. And I can't believe you're 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 being very very easy on the uh, shitty directors of the world, but okay, all right, I'll go with it. Hey, listen, everybody needs some love, right? Everyone needs some love, <laughs> and they're kind of our bread and butter. Anyway, um, yeah, we should actually we should treat them really well. We ce- they are. Hey, we celebrate them. If without them, who knows where we'd be? 
just back at our normal jobs. Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> that we still do anyway. <laughs> that's true. Good point. <sighs> so we cut back to the roadblock. Um, Nick Cannon, a.k.a. Mr. Mariah Carey, shows up. Yes, that's uh, definitely his name, the little bitch. Yeah, he's got uh, some nerd guy with him um, and some extra that we don't care about or ever will. Um, so then uh, they get into some argument about uh, who's staying where and who's doing what. And Mina says, I'm a corporal and you are private. And, uh, you know, you're going to do what I say, which that's technically true. But I think everyone's basically a corporal as soon as they graduate. But anyway, I don't know anything about militaries. But anyway, um, uh, and so then uh, Minas and the nerd guy jump in a Humvee. They don't Hummer, Humvee. And then uh, drive to yes, Minas' old house. You. What? Thank you for, yeah, for getting that right. Oh, okay. Um, they drive to Minas' old house. We then shockingly find the boning couple is at Mina's house, um, mm-hmm. and that the, uh, the the guy is Mina's brother, like Rarry said, and she interrupts him. He's about to bone. Uh, I'm mostly upset by the fact that if Mina was going to interrupt him, one, she could have waited a little longer so mm-hmm. we could have seen that girl's titties, and mm-hmm. two, um, she could have kicked the brother out and joined in with the... Ch- I don't know what I'm going here. Um, <laughs> Maybe I've been on por- been on Pornhub too much. <laughs> Is that how those plots usually play out? I, something like that. Something something like <laughs> crazy like that. <laughs> something like I can't believe you're doing this, and then they get involved. Like like that would ever nice. happen. Um, nice. But anyway, so then uh, Mina goes upstairs, sees that the mom is sick. She wants to take her to the hospital. Uh, so then uh, she has the she tells her brother and uh, brother's girlfriend to take the mom to the hospital. Um, then all of a sudden, oh shit, it's dark because you can't have a shitty, scary movie in the sunlight. Yeah, exactly. It's gotta be dark. Dark is essential. Um, uh-huh. so like then it has anything to do with this situation at all. Cause it, it would have played out either way, no matter what time of day, but has to get dark for all the shit to go down. Just has to, I'm going to put it to this way. I think that scary movies and shitty movies especially are more dark. And someone's going to say something psychological like, well, you know, people are inherently scared of the dark because it goes back to the their DNA, where it's ingrained, because you can't see, and that's why we made fire. No, that no, no, no. It's These movies are inherently dark, as in at night, because it's kind of like a dark bar. You think you got a 10, but when you bring it into the light, you got a 2. And so by making the movie in the dark, you think you got something good, but if you brought it in the light, you'd be like, oh, what is this? This movie's a fucking turd. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that's definitely what's happening here. It's a coyote, you know, coyote ugly. <laughs> yeah. You think you got something good, but then you wake up and you want to chew your arm off. Yep. <laughs> Right. Except for we keep powering through these movies and suffering to the very end. We suffer for our fans. Yes, yes we do. Uh, oh, and then it comes out that uh, that little creep um, was sick too in the conversation with uh, Mina and her brother that, that little creep uh, was uh, the D-bag was, was sick, remember? And then uh, So then Mina and Nerd Guy go to D-bag's house 
Um, they see blood everywhere. Mina pulls out a gun. A plus. Find out it's not loaded. Yeah. F minus. <laughs> that went south quick. My question, and then she starts clearing his room with it. Yeah, Here, why? Here's my thing. A gun is a deterrent. For example, in a self-defense situation or if you're facing... In this case, she doesn't know she's facing something potentially a skin flap bandit. She just thinks there's blood and who knows what's going on. So, skin so, flap bandit. So someone pointing a gun at you is obviously a deterrent if you're a regular person. Like, oh, fuck. They, yeah, okay. I can see that. I'm just saying. Like, if they got to, she gets a drop on points a gun at them, they still might try her because some people are crazy or... Who knows what, deranged. But the point is that to to some people, most rational people, under rational circumstances, having a gun pointed at you is, if not a deterrent, a pucker factor. Like, oh, fuck, this is not good. Yeah, right. Yeah, especially for a, what, little Mina probably weighs 100 pounds. Mm. For a 100-pound girl, you know, to come in the room and say, hey, get on the ground. People, most... Most men would be like, you're tiny, I'm not doing shit, but if she has a gun, yeah, that steps you, it up a little bit. So, the, yeah, okay. You forget the 115-pound guy behind her. Um, yeah, right. Who's got a, who grabs a knife. But my point is this. You walked into where there's blood everywhere, something bad just happened, and you have an unloaded weapon. Yeah, now it's not a matter of, I might, uh, well, I, I guess there still is the intimidation factor of the gun, but yeah, that's shit. Shit just got bad. And when there's soaked a bed soaked in blood and yeah. And what kills me is the fact that one I think technically the military's not supposed to have loaded weapons on American soil. Like they, I mean they can, but not like when they're out on the field or something. But if they deployed them here, they probably would have given them ammo. And then the nerd guy claims something that because he's a radio tech or some bullshit job that they don't give them guns, which we all know. I, Hey, if you're in the military and you listen to this, you know we don't know shit about shit. But I do know that everybody in the military, I mean everybody, at least in basic, in boot camp, whatever it's called, goes through basic firearms qualifications. So if they have to, they can hand them a gun and say, get ready to fight. Or gentlemen, prepare to defend yourselves. If you're yeah. you know, somebody badass, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely because I, <laughs> there's a lot of jobs in the military. And again, we don't know shit about this stuff. So please, our one military guy, don't be mad at us. But uh, if, there's a lot of jobs in the military, but all of them are trained, I think, in just the basic rifle, rifleman stuff, right? Yeah, they're at least trained in that. I guess. I know rifle, maybe pistol because it's a sidearm. I think both. But they have to just at least shoot them to show that you're not going to hurt yourself. So mm-hmm. the point is is that they would have given this guy at least a pistol. I think. But apparently because he's a nerd, he doesn't get one. Um, <laughs> anyway, so then she as she clears the room, she gets in the bedroom, and then she finds some dead bloody bodies that fall from fall behind on because, the curtains. Yeah. They were standing up dead. I yeah, I thought the same thing. Lazy movie making once again. Well, like what was what was the trigger for these dead bodies to all of a sudden fall because she just was standing there? I mean, yeah, she's 
stepped on the magic floorboard, which <laughs> raised up the, the house, which tipped him over. Jeez. Um, I mean, it is Leadville. What am I thinking? Exactly. Um, oh, I guess. She, I guess. She, uh, so then we cut to Mina goes back to the mom and brother, and uh, and the babe, and they pick him up and go to the hospital. So apparently, she just told the brother, I forget, to get the mother ready for the hospital. So they take her to the hospital. We get there. We find the hospital's crawling with sick people. Um, uh, so Mina's trying to get her mom in. Yada yada. Then Captain Ving motherfucking Rames shows up, um, and he takes Mina with her to go talk to a doctor because apparently she saw the dead bodies at the little creep's house. I think that was the reason. I know because she's the main character, she has to be there, but I'm trying to think of a legitimate reason why. Yeah, I know. Like, what, what, what value does she have that he's taking her with him to the... To, yeah, for that whole situation. I, I don't think know. It was, I mean, do they ever touch on what her job is in the military? Uh, to pretend to be a badass? I mean, what I'm getting at is maybe she's like a corpsman or a, or a, you know, a nurse in the military, and that's why he does. I don't know. I don't know if they ever touch on her job. I don't remember hearing that. If they did, I don't remember. I do, but I you know, the more I'm thinking about it, unfortunately... Uh, I think it was because they wanted her to describe the condition of those bodies that she found. Ah. Uh, because I think she said it may sound like there's teeth marks or something like. Okay. I think. Anyway, um, so the nerd guy stays with Mina's mom. He's talking to her. He brings up how hot her daughter is to her. That's appropriate. Um <laughs> And then uh, we got we see all the sick people go catatonic. They just stop moving and they freeze. Oh my god! Well, now I mean, you know, so bad. Yeah. Okay. The catatonic part. But yeah. Yeah. We're we're getting there. We're getting there. To... All right. Now, uh, Mina's brother and his babe are with her parents, and then uh, all of a sudden we see the dad is catatonic. And then it shows like a cellular view, and it shows some type of biological entity, I'm calling it a weapon, attacking him, his DNA or his whatever. And then we see physical changes in his skin. That's the part that makes me so mad. And then he turns and he eats out his wife, which made her very happy. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. As it happened in 20 years. Um, no, I'm sorry. He, and when he finally does do it, it's a matter of ripping her neck out. Yes, then he eats, uh, he eats his wife. Sorry, typo there. I fucking absolutely hate the fact that when they show him change, he, he give me a fucking break. His skin is perfectly intact one second, and literally within a half of a second's time when he switches over, his face becomes covered in ulcers and these open wounds all over his skin. Uh, it just, it's, it's terrible. Terrible fucking movie making. What? <laughs> yeah, oh, hilarious, sure. but oh, terrible. <laughs> um, so then we cut to outside. Um, we see two infected attack a normie, a non-infected, and take out the uh, the entire power station. They jump on him, they knock him into a transformer, not Optimus mm-hmm. Prime, and then it blows. Of course, you see the, you know, required sparks. And the entire power grid goes down in the town, and uh, now the uh, power goes out. Yep, from one person falling on 
an item that is out in the open and not protected at all. That is a poorly designed power station. When you have this one little component that is not protected in any way, can shut everything down. There I mean, was a Jesus. there was a knee high fence around it. I think yeah. Those those you know plastic orange barriers that they put up. Right. Uh, there's 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 a couple cones sitting next to it. Don't come near this. Yes. <laughs> Um, then it cuts to, uh, we go to Little Creep's house again, and uh, there's some cops there, and then it shows, uh, all of a sudden, the lights go out, because the power goes out in town, obviously, this is simultaneous, as they say, and Little Creep it was on the floor with his dead parents acting dead, and then jumps up and apparently attacks the three or four cops who have guns, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the cops do just fine in a horror movie. <clears throat> Because they always do. Uh, so anyway, then we go cut to the radio station, and DJ Conspiracy Theory is there. Um, what shows the military guy that was? Oh, there's a military guy there with him, who was there to, I guess, make sure he put out the messages that they want. Um, yeah, that's one thing that I actually found pretty interesting uh, is that they have this they have this one soldier basically handing this guy scripts to read over the radio and guarding him uh you know with a with a rifle to make sure that he's uh, staying on on script to put out the propaganda that that part was pretty pretty cool pretty interesting do you think that was it or he was just the guy who was just there to protect the radio station because I'm being, I'm being serious I'm not but th- so that way because with the radio then they can get information out to the people and think they're helping because it's their form of communication with everybody because 2008, there's obviously some cell phones, but it's not like nowadays, 10 years later, where you could send out probably an alert to everyone's cell phone, hey, go to the hospital, do this. Whereas they put it on the radio, then everyone could get the information. It's their way of helping to disseminate information. Uh, I mean, I, they're, they're, the, they're definitely the controlling the narrative. They right, right. Yes, they're definitely going to control the narrative. I'm not going to say... Hey, we got some flu like symptoms. It could be something else. We could turn you. But I mean, what I'm saying is, even if it was all in the up and up, they're going to want to control, or they're going to want to find a source to get the information out to people. Yeah, I can see that. That is a uh, what do they call that? A target of interest or point of interest or something? That's a hard point that they want to hold. Yeah, because it's, it's radio. They want to hold communications. Right. They want to hold the hospital. They want to hold communications. They want to hold. Certain things. Yes. Okay. I mean, yes, obviously in this case it doesn't turn out very well, but, you know, (laughs) I'm assuming, you know, anyway. So anyway, so the the army guy that was there to uh, help him, because government is our friend, uh, he runs outside and he sees some hooligans, Hmm? some infected, dragging somebody away. He goes. And he feels like this is his mission to take care of. Fuck yeah. So he like goes, he's the police or something. So he goes running down the alley where he gets jumped and drug away while the fat DJ, um, the DJ conspiracy is there. And then all of a sudden an affected sees him and uh, he chases him down. And luckily the DJ gets back into the uh, radio station, locks the door. And we learn at this point um, through all this and through some other scenes that the infected can run fast. Uh-huh. And eat people, so we're dealing with 
cannibalistic infected so far. Not only that, they can... Hold on. Oh, 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 oh. We're getting to that. We're well, getting... when they when they come to get the soldier, they jump down from about two stories high. Oh, it's getting better than the, that. Onto the soldier. Oh, yeah, it gets way better than that. It, by better, we mean worse, but <laughs> it gets better. But, yeah, when they attack the soldier, they come flying out of the... Uh, out of the what do they call it? fire escapes? Yes. So, so anyway, we cut back to the hospital. The infected there are now attacking and eating people, same as we just seen. <laughs> we then see, I wish I was making this up, an infected climbing on the ceiling <sighs> like Spider-Man. Yes. And then drops down and attacks somebody. What the yes. fuck is that? I don't know, but they're also jumping through the air as well. The infected are leaping like in 20-foot bounds through the air. All right, here's what I'm going to say. The guy on the ceiling, so fucking bad, though. The human body is capable of amazing things, and I think, for the most part, the mental will to do things can overcome physical limitations, meaning that most of your ultra endurance runners who run like 200 something mile races say that it's mostly mental it's not about running i mean obviously there's some conditioning but it's mostly mental like if you can mentally keep yourself from going nuts and running for 72 hours straight obviously there's other things into it that's the biggest the hardest part so right let's say we have a biological weapon Let's say it takes over the nervous system and the brain and makes you crazy and cannibalistic and, you know, just out there. Okay, that means that you're not going to, and let's say it kills pain receptors to the point where you're not, as a normal, rational person, responding to, like, someone stabs you, like, ah, fuck, that hurt. You may you may react. Well, you're not reacting because the whatever the the adrenaline's the adrenaline's going nonstop or the pain receptors are shut off because however this thing attacks you, I'm cool with that. I'm even yeah, cool with yeah. stronger than normal. Like normally you can't do this, but if you're exerting yourself hundred percent, hundred percent of the time, well you could potentially be stronger than normal. I'll give you that. Yeah. And and I've talked about it in a past episode that pain is one of our biggest limiting factors when it comes to uh doing certain things. You know, we we we're doing something extreme, very extremely physical, and the pain is what stops us and says, "Don't go any more." Your body's saying, "Don't go any harder," because you you're going to start damaging your body by going any harder. So that's what stops us. If you don't have those receptors or those things in place to make you stop, then yeah, you you can push those boundaries even further. And if they're not, and if the body's no longer, um, the brain is no longer concerned with injury. Then you're going to push yourself, yeah, farther, farther. So right, down, right. down with all that. But where, in all of holy God, do we get the ability <laughs> to climb not up a wall like a ladder or jump from fire escape to fire escape with no regard for our safety, but to climb atop the ceiling like some Spider-Man? Exactly. Exactly. The physical capability has to be there. It doesn't matter how, yeah, everything we've already covered doesn't matter. He's not Spider-Man. I mean, if we were running outside in a playground and he was climbing atop the monkey bars, like, and okay, yeah. Yeah. 
she's doing some hardcore parkour. Yes. And, yeah, stuff that we've actually seen humans do, doing the whole uh, parkour stuff. Like, that's amazing. But I have seen a human do something similar to that. So, okay, that, that is possible. I have never... And all of the things that, you know, the parkour stuff that I've watched, I've never seen one of those guys. And let's be honest, when it comes to just sheer acrobatics and, and human capability, those guys are probably the most impressive. Like the really pro parkour guys, they do the most impressive human feats that I've personally seen. And oh, I've yeah. Never seen, I've never seen any of them actually climb a wall like a spider. No. I've never seen any of them just turn upside down and scramble along the uh, ceiling for 20, 30 feet. I'm sure they like wish they could. Spider. Oh, I'm sure they do, but I've never seen it. So if they can't do it, where does this capability come from? Because even though they're infected, they're still humans. They're still physiological limits, you know? Anyway. S- super infected. Super infected. <laughs> Radioactive spider infection. Oh, maybe that's it. That's not it, but... Uh, yeah, so that's where it... Listen, it was bad, I admit it, but it was, you know, like a bad, kind of infected, zombie-esque movie, but that point right there is where it went off the rails. Yes. Well, no, I take it back. It gets more off the rails, but there's there's a point where we could have stayed down the track of just a enjoyable kind of campy B movie to we just threw the switch down what the fuck's bill and we are full on the the engineer is unconscious and there's no way to stop it and he's got a full throttle down that track runaway train oh god yep cuz it gets yep. worse that's the same oh, thing oh man it, gets worse. it totally gets worse um yeah the bullshittery just gets deeper and deeper um, so then we cut to Mina's brother and his babe uh, escaping from the hospital. Shows them jumping out the window. They run away. Um, we cut to Ving motherfucking Reigns. Um, all of a sudden, a bunch of affected jump through the door or whatever, and he fights off a bunch, killing them. Dude, he's throwing them left and right. And Ving Reigns is in his – he's in full beast mode in this movie too, yes. by the way. He's not like the little bit chubbier version of Ving Reigns. He is like – Total fucking ripped hard ass thing, right? Yes, back movie. when he was jacked. Yeah, he's still he was jacked. jacked. He's still jacked. I'm not saying I want to take him on. I'm just saying that. Hell no. I'm just saying that this is back. You know, when we all get older and things don't, you know, go the way they should. But he was still big and jacked. Like yeah, yeah. Young Ving Rames. So um, when he's throwing around like seven of these uh, infected people without taking any injury and just smashing them into the wall, I'm like, yeah, yep, totally believable. He could totally do that. Yes. Um, and then what I – I will say that if – it, it kind of comes up later in the movie. I don't want to spoil it. But there's remnants, we could say, of human intelligence there. Like we'll see mm-hmm. them doing slightly advanced things um, in the future of the movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? They can hold and use things. I don't want to, like, spoil too much. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So, so there's a little bit of stuff there, um, and if in this case, if you if you listened when they jumped, they overtook Ving Rhames, and they're attacking him. It took like a group of like I'm gonna say twenty because it's Ving motherfucking Rhames, and if you listen carefully, you could hear him some growling. And then one of them goes, "He has the meats." So I mean, it was nice <laughs> to kind of show they still had a little bit of their intelligence there. 
He knows where his money comes from. Yes. Yes, he knows. <laughs> um, then we cut back to Mina, uh, the nerd guy, and the, the doctor that they originally went to talk to, who I'm calling Dick Doctor or Dick Doc. Um, he is a dick. Yes. And then they escape into a storage closet uh, and barricade the door. <clears throat> so uh, then we cut back to uh, Mina's brother and the babe, which, man, they did a lot of back and forth. Like, come on. I get that you got to, like, you know, but you kind of stick with something for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yo, oh, you're right. It is. It jumps. Uh, like, every couple minutes, they jump from one group to the other, back to the other, back to the, back to the radio station, back to this. But, yeah. I don't think it was every couple of minutes. It seemed like it was every, like, 30 seconds because, I mean. It may have been. I don't want to ruin the magic of our uh, high-quality podcast, but, you know, I, I write down notes from the movies and so I can make fun of it later, obviously. I, I can't remember having to pause more than this to write down something because it's quick switch to something else. Right. So, yeah, it was kind of like, I want to say all over the place because it followed only a couple plot lines, but it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like back and forth, back and forth. Like quick, it felt like it. Like music right. video like here, 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 here. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see, so then there was back, like I said, Mina's brother and his babe. They're running through the woods. Um, they see infected all over town. They decide to head to the radio station because they see lights on in there, and they see, I think it's fat silhouette in the window, and apparently it doesn't look, doesn't look like he wants to eat them silhouette, I guess. <laughs> they know that that is definitely a that's a benign silhouette in that window. Let's. There. Or maybe they're thinking like there's power on. He may be infected, but he's so damn fat we can outrun him. Let's give that a shot. Nice. <laughs> uh, so then they head over and they start banging on the door and the infected see him and they start running towards him and you'll be shocked. The DJ lets him in at the last second. <sighs> yep. Still not knowing anything about him and no, no. I would almost like to see one of these days, like they start knocking on the door, and you see infected in the background. Turn, door opens, they walk in, the door shuts, and infected looks like, "Hey, where's where's our moment? Where's our chance to like we're supposed to chase him and almost get there?" And they just let him in. Yeah, the realistic aspect. See, that would have been some, that's something they should have done in Shaun of the Dead. That would have been perfect for that movie because it was more of like a realistic. This is how it really would have went. They should have had a scene like that. That's where, true. They just kind of easily walk into a place like, oh, that was that was no big deal. Yes. Um, so then we, we find out in the radio station there's uh, obviously now Mina, the brother, and the babe, uh, the fat uh, DJ, and the parents from the beginning of the movie, the mom and the dad who had the sick son, are all at the radio station. And we find out, tear, tear, the kid's dead. Mm. Or... I don't think they actually said that. They said they lost. Did they actually say he was dead? Uh, you know, we know what's happened because he was infected, so he's now a infected killing machine, but I don't know if they ever... I don't know if they give specifics on it either. But obviously he's I know gone. That, yeah, he's gone, and the dad gets really pissed because um, he was mad that they wanted to let him out of town, but I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so anyway... Yes, yes, that's they should be mad at the army girl's brother because he has nothing to do with any of it. Right. 
that's like, you know, hey, I'm mad at you. Why? Well, your dad used to run a body shop, and he did a shitty job on my car, and now I'm mad at you. I don't run the body shop. I'm an accountant. Yeah, but still, your fucking dad, who <laughs> I haven't talked to him in 10 years. I don't care. Last week, he did a shitty job on my car. And now I hate you. And now I hate you. Maybe I hate her, too. He never they didn't even ask that. Anyway, so then we cut back to, again, cutting back to Mina, Nerd Guy, and Dick Doc. Um, they decide to crawl through the air shafts to get to, uh, uh, oh, I don't think at this point we're specifically looking for it, but just to get get someplace. But uh, end up, they, uh, they end up finding, um, oh, uh, they're, cl- oh, they're climbing through the air shafts, which, quite frankly, I noticed were nice. They were big, and they were very clean. Like, yeah, right. Like, here's the thing. If I got to go to a hospital, I'm going to that one because if those air vents are that clean, imagine what the rest of the hospital looks like. Exactly. They have they have their maintenance people up there sterilizing the air vents pretty much on a daily basis. It yes. looks like yes. there was not not one bit of dust, dirt, anything. No. There was, so. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, and so you're then, right. They were wide. They were like just like crawling through a freaking uh, refrigerator box. Yeah, it wasn't like even like the the diehard ones where he's all cramped in there and like army crawling on his elbows. They were just basically like hands and knees. Like, boy, I got some room in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they and then they find uh, <clears throat> Ving motherfucking Rame's body, uh, and they drop down in the room because uh, he's in a room now. He's out of the hallway, and they shut the door or because they're looking for uh, the keys, and they find uh, Mister Mariah Carey. Uh, he's in there too. He's hiding behind the door. Um, mm-hmm. so then, uh, they get the keys off of, uh, off of Ving for his, his Humvee, cause it's out in the parking lot and they, right. they, they take they, his guns. That's right. They, they saw it and they're like, well, there's his Humvee, but shit, we need the keys. And that's why they go looking for Is that where they, I couldn't remember if they went looking for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember now. Went in. Okay. Yeah. Well, if they went crawling through the, the, the vent and then found the body and then thought we were getting the keys. I don't know. Anyway. Um, all of a sudden then we get introduced to, uh, Lil Ving because he's got no legs. Um, he comes alive, and he grabs at Mina, which, hey, man, I don't blame him. I don't yeah, blame right. him at all. You know, he's probably got, like, a fucking piece on him, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and he's thinking, I ain't got to follow rank now or anything. That's all done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try to grab me a piece of, of uh, Mina. Yeah, I'm dead now, so it doesn't matter. Um, nope. Somehow she manages to get away from the super strong... 150. Let's see. She weighs 100 pounds. He's got to be 250. Of uh, he could be heavier than that, but let's say I'm a. I'm gonna say he looks at that point to me about 250 of m- pretty much solid muscle. Yeah. And he's infected. And he's capable and, of doing above right. average physical abilities. We've discovered. Yeah, they're super, basically superhuman now. He's yeah. infected. Yeah. So somehow so, yeah. she manages to pull away. Makes sense. Um. <laughs> so then, little little Bing. Climbs up into the air vent and there's. Like, oh no, no! Before he does, you can't. You, you, you gotta tell him about the the eyeball oh. thing. That was amazing. Was it an eyeball <laughs> or was it a piece of it skin? Was, it, it actually was pretty good. He uh, his no his his left eyeball is hanging out of his, his socket halfway down its face, and he grabs it and pulls it off his face and then eats it. And I'm like, that's that's awesome because. And it brings up a question for me with uh, flesh-eating 
infected zombies, whatever the category genre is. If they're just trying to eat flesh, they are flesh. Why wouldn't they take a bite out of themselves? He does. He's like, oh, here's this nice fleshy eyeball. I pull it off my, oh, that, yeah, sure, I'll eat that. That's what I'm after anyway is flesh, and he eats the eyeball, and then he climbs up on the bed and goes after it. I thought it was hilarious. Well, <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> no, you want I'm, me... thinking, I'm thinking about a little no, bit No, 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 you're not. I don't know if you want me to go down this road, um, but I'm going to because that's the high caliber that our listeners expect. Yeah, that's what they, yeah, that's what they want from us. If you could suck your own dick, would you? <laughs> All I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want an answer. I don't want an answer. All I'm saying is, would you? Maybe that's the reason. All I'm saying is, maybe if the answer is no, that's why the zombies don't eat themselves. Eat their own flesh. Mm. I'm just saying. Or, or even other zombies that are sitting, standing next to them. You know, like why is this all? That's why, true. Why, that's true. Why is that the the uh, the standard with? zombies in the in these types of movies is that they never try to eat or attack each other um and they can walk in hordes and then obviously in various other movies and shows we've seen people disguise themselves as a zombie in one way or the other Shaun of the dead with their hilarious acting right uh walking dead with covering themselves in guts just so that they can camouflage themselves and walk through the masses through the hordes well why why don't the the zombies just go, uh, flesh, I'm hungry. Hey, hey, Bob, you're made of flesh. You're dead like me, but I'll take a bite and start eating the zombie standing next to him. I don't get it. I don't know why that's a, that's has to be a thing. Anyway. I guess fresh meat. They like it fresh. <laughs> what if they just, what if they just crossed over? They still don't go after him. Like literally, we've even seen that in movies where, they're attacking someone, or they're biting someone, and then the then, then the person switches over to zombie, and then they leave them alone, and they move on to the rest of the rest of the group. Apparently, first rule of being a zombie is don't talk about it because we don't know the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not talking about mm. it <sighs> anyway. Uh, so, oh, and then the, oh, so that's what it was. Is Mina was climbing? The last one, of course, was climbing up into the back end of the air vent. When Ving Rhames eats his own eyeball and comes alive. And then he jumps up and grabs her legs and tries to pull her down. And this is where, let's say he's missing the bottom half of his legs. 200 pounds now? Let's give him? Yeah, yeah sure. A 200 pound. I see that's an easy 50 pounds. Super yeah. zombie can't pull a 100 pound girl out of an air vent with no handles? Right. She's just basically holding on to the slippery sides. And, uh, the very clean slippery sides. Very clean slippery sides. Not to mention that that dick, Mister Mariah Carey, totally abandons her. Well, you know, takes off down the shaft without her. Apparently, you know, he's not her hero. So I mean, <laughs> that, that should, you know that shit happens. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, so they somehow pulls free and starts crawling down the the vent. Uh, little Ving somehow gets up into the vent with no legs. He's able to jump up there and grab it because he's got super stumps. That is mm-hmm. that is not offensive to the, our disabled listeners. He has super stumps because somehow he did it. Yeah. Well, he is Ving. I mean, that's true. That's true. Zombie Ving, but he's still Ving. 
So. So then there's a chase, so to speak, through the air vents with Lil Ving chasing him on his uh, little stubs in his arms. Um, then they finally make it back to the uh, cleaning closet, and they jump down, and they go to put the vent up, and when they're putting the vent back up, a uh, nerd guy gets bitten by Lil Ving. And, uh, oh, shit, it's on now. Luckily, they pour bleach on it and decide that that should work. With the dick doc giving them guidance. Yes. That bleach, kill, bleach kills everything, remember? Yeah. Which, I'm not... We, we've all seen too many zombie movies, so obviously, you know, we probably know what's going to happen, but if you've never experienced... Well, assuming this doesn't happen, nobody's ever seen a zombie movie, this is... And somebody gets bit, and, and it was, somebody was infected, and then a doctor's telling you that you poured bleach on it, it should be okay. I could see where they would be like, all right, we'll trust you for now. Yeah, sure. And really, it's all an unknown at this point, so, yeah. I'm going to trust the doctor, even if he is an asshole. And I will say this, at this point in the movie, even... Like, sometimes you see things that's unbeknownst to the main characters or happen someplace else. We have not seen anyone get bitten and then turn or become reanimated or anything like that. Uh, yeah, that's we a good point. We only they see haven't the, seen that at that point, yeah. We only see the initial infected attacking people. That's all we see. So, okay, yeah, that's true. We've got to go off of the information or kind of look at it from the point of view of what the information is that they have at the time. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, basically, they're just thinking... Something is wrong with this person, and he just bitches. So pour some bleach on it, and it'll uh, it'll kill whatever that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's something wrong with these people. Yeah. So that's. I'll buy it. I'll buy it for now. I mean, there. I mean, I think there's some mention of like we're gonna keep an eye. Like, I think Mr. Mariah Carey says he's gonna keep an eye on you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Which is he, fair. I. You know, he's being even though he's a little bitch douchebag. Uh, he is being the most realistic one out of the bunch. Um, with that, it's it's kind of like the the Shane effect, you know. The guy that's the, the guy's realistic is always the dick, but in fact, he's just thinking about keeping himself and everybody else alive, mostly himself. But yeah. But yes, yes, I, I think that's the problem. Is that uh, sometimes when these movies portray these guys. Uh, who, I don't say make the most sense, but sometimes seem the most pragmatic, the most practical. They can't always portray them as being pragmatic or practical in a good way. It almost seems like it's got to be, um, like it's almost got to be like they're a dick too. It's not like just, like they care, like, oh man, he's our buddy, but he could be infected, man. We really got to watch him. You know, it's always like, yeah, uh, yeah, you might be infected. Don't be, I'll be fucking watching you, and I'm going to fucking shoot you if I have fucking ass. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We need that character. We need nice, nice pragmatic man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Nice pragmatic man. So that's all I'm asking. I mean, but I mean, you know, he might. But he, he maybe he wanted to be like that, but he you know he, he thinks I don't want to cry. So see now I'm now I'm now I'm set on finding that character because I know he's out there somewhere. We've probably even watched him before, but I'm going I'm going to identify a nice pragmatic man. I'm sure he's man. got emotions. I mean, it's just a matter of you know time. You know, someday, you know, love takes time. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <Love takes time>. <laughs> <laughs> what anyway? So then. 
when I find them in, in true, they might be Giants fashion. That's what I'm going to name them. Yes. Nice pragmatic man. Yes. I mean, you know, he could be a dream lover. Anyway, um, we head back to the radio station uh, where Mina's brother jumps on the radio and starts calling for help. We then see infected mommy, hears him, and starts to head that way. Yeah. Yeah. She still has the wherewithal to know where the radio station is. And recognizes her son's voice and... Right, so there shows that that lingering bit of intelligence that they maintain. Yes. Um, so then uh, we go, we cut back to the hospital, and we see the group is making improvised weapons. Uh, they make like kind of spears or blades, like they take like a surgical saw and strap mm-hmm. it to like a a brace to make like a or crutch to make like a spear slash slashy thing. Um, they make Molotov cocktails out of like the alcohol, uh, and then they decide to make a break for it. Um, they knock out the window and they jump out into the street or onto the side of the hospital. They're making a break for mm, Ving motherfucking Rames Hummer because that's the plan. They got the keys. They're gonna head over there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so then we, uh, we, we get into a fight. It shows that headshots, the only thing that kill the infected. Um, I like the fact that they had the silence Beretta. I don't know if you could hear it. The silence Beretta that does not have a suppressor on it. Correct. It, it's, yeah. the, it's the built-in model. It's that little nub on pew, the pew. end. It's a little, little pew, nub pew, on the pew. end. I'm like, is that a suppressor? I don't know what the I know. It is. I, I thought about that, too, and I'm like, I wonder if it's because it's the gun that she has that they're making it sound more feminine, I guess, as a gun. Because <laughs> she has the little pew-pew-pew uh, built-in suppressed Beretta, and everybody else's guns sound, well, by movie standards, normal, which is not how real guns sound, but by a movie. You know, they have the, the bang effect to them. That's a possibility. That is a possibility. Well, it's a cute little Mina. They had to give her a cute little gun. Oh, so fucking cute. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, and then they, they show them stab and chop the infected. They easily sever heads. Like, easily. Like, yeah, lop cut, them right off. Nope. Not like cut yeah. heads off or, or cut halfway through a skull. Like, like from the eyes up to kill the brain. Just... I thought The Walking Dead made it look a little too easy. Like, these guys have taken above and beyond. Like, above and beyond. Yeah. Um, hey, I got this, uh, I grabbed this letter opener when we were in the storage thing, and it's working pretty well. It's it's taking these heads right off. Like, no no problem whatsoever. You should get yourself one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I got this plunger that I found in there. It's doing the same thing, knocking their heads right off with this plunger. I, I sharpened this, this skinny little stick that's the size yeah. of my pinky, and it seems to be stabbing them clean through the skull. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so anyway, so they, they're making their way towards the captain's Hummer, Humvee. 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 Uh, and then Dick Doc jumps in his car and leaves the others because he's a dick. After he push, after he further shows how much of a dick he is, and pushes a completely healthy woman away from him into the zombies behind her, yes. she comes up and says, "Help me!" All he had to do is say, "Sure, jump in the back seat." Nope. <laughs> Maybe he liked what dudes. a dick. 
Oh, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. See, that's something that they don't think about in situations like this. You gotta keep the good-looking women around because when it all blows over, you gotta reprocreate and repopulate. So you know, pick a Minasubari or the the curly blonde girlfriend. Yes. My God, or- the curly blonde, that curly blonde girl. Wow, she's yeah. They 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 did a good job casting her. I appreciate that. <laughs> And, I don't think I've ever seen her ever, ever again. No, and she's you. never been heard from again. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. And very and, and pretty much neither has Mina Suvari. Yeah, true. But that blonde, she actually kind of turns into a bit of a badass too. Not she's not just attractive. Yeah, I take issue with that, but okay. Um not because she's a woman, because anyway, anyway. So anyway, so then as they're making their way, uh, the dick doc leaves, killing that lady, and then the uh, it's left down to three: uh, Mina, Mister Mariah Carey, and the nerd guy who's been bitten. And they decide to throw their Molotov cocktails, you know, the flaming spirits, uh, at the infected, and it creates a fireball, which the hundred percent alcohol is gonna. Just, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a good Molotov. And then we realize. That not only does the infected give you these unfortunate uh, cravings to eat people and do crazy things and superhuman abilities, it also turns your body to paper mache because they then seem to disintegrate and explode. <laughs> yeah, they uh, uh, they 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 burn to the point that their heads start to pop actually, which is funny they become zombie popcorn yes yes and they all sing joy to the world i mean it was, it was freaking nice. crazy um so then uh we see, we see mina and company driving away in the hummer um there's fires in town we see uh, there there's attacks and infected are everywhere they're just completely ignoring them because that's what heroes do um well, no, actually, that's pretty legit. Like, what do you do? We got for weapons. You're basically... I think they used up all their bullets at this point. They got, like, their little stabby thing, and that's it. So what are they really going to do? So... Yeah. Anyway. <coughs> so then we, we cut back to the radio station, and Mina's brother's babe sees a bloody tissue in the trash can. Um, everyone starts yelling at each other, and then we cut back to Mina. <laughs> they decide to stop, and this, this right here, is probably the best, not best part of the movie, like because it's awesome, but just the only smart thing that has occurred in this movie. They stop at the gun store to stock up on guns. Yes, yes. I- Which I'm surprised that it wasn't more rated than it was because there are still some. They show that there's still some people out there that have survived this far. They're running for their lives and staying alive. That'd be the first place I'd go. You know, you're from that town. You know that town. And as we've looked up, there's only 2,600 people in that town, so it's pretty small. I'm going to the gun store. It's got to be just a couple blocks away, right? If nothing else, they've got uh, a couple pistols. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd rather have more than just some pistols. Go there and at least get some more ammo. If nothing else, and some magazines or something. Now, obviously, there's more guns there, rifles, shotguns, whatever. I'll take what I can get. But if nothing else, I can find some ammo, at least, you know, replenish what I've got. Yes, I'm going straight there. But 
I I would be shocked if they're the first ones there, unless this happened so quickly that nobody else was able to make it there, which I guess is a possibility. It's a possibility. I mean, it, this this did. I will I will say that about this movie. Well, even with all of our criticisms, this does it. It, it takes off quick. I mean, it really. It yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't it, it a slow burn. quickly. No, not at all. I mean, it goes from, you know, you got like, I don't know, let's say the crazies. Uh, that that unfolded over, what, maybe a couple days? It just kind of got continually worse. First, he sees the guy in the baseball field, then he's in the morgue. And by day two, it's really starting to kick up. This was within hours. And in the crazies, the government came in and seized most of the guns they could find. Remember, they, they came did, in. They and, did. Yeah, remember they took all the they took as many guns as they could find. Because, Vaguely, it's because, been a while since we've done that. Because when Oliphant and his deputy meet up at the police department, like all the guns are gone from their lockbox, like their shotguns mm, that they have, okay, and all the pistols, and they raided the little ammo locker, and Oliphant happens to have like a little lockbox. In his drawer was his three fifty seven. Yes. Yeah. And the deputy comes in. He's just got like a little pump, a little not, but a little pumpy, like a little Mossberg, like pistol grip pump action, and that's yeah. all they could find. Like, yeah, they cleaned out. So, I mean, obviously the government's not gonna find everything. We've covered that, but well, well, there's another, there's another aspect right there. That's probably something the government would do in a situation like that, and they didn't. I mean, this that's just a matter of writing, but uh. You would have to think that they would probably do that in this movie. So, uh, I don't, you know, they would if they had the opportunity, but this kind of seems like it took them by surprise as well because if you think about it, she's the military, so you would think that if their intent was like in the crazies to come in and wipe out everybody, then you would it, it would have they would they would see it coming, whereas they don't seem to see it coming. Yeah, that's true. And you got Ving Rames, who's the captain. He's kind of looks like he's the uh, commanding officer out there at that scene, and he he was taken mostly off guard. I mean, he knew more of what was going on than than Mina did. You could tell that he was a, he was more in the loop, more in the know with the information behind the scene than she was. But he still didn't know it was to that level because obviously he gets blindsided and eaten. Yes, I mean, there's still Ving motherfucking Rames. I mean, come on. Right. So we show them go to the gun shop, and then oh, we cut back to the radio station because they're arguing over who's infected or whatever. And then all of a you sudden, love all this jumping back and forth, don't oh, you? I love it. Jeez, it's exhausting. And then the DJ turns into the infected, and uh, Mina's brother's babe stabs the fuck out of him. In the head. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She turns into a badass. She doesn't hesitate, dude. She puts that knife right through the top of his skull in like probably a half of a second. She's like, oh, he's turned? I'll take care of that. Yeah, but then she turns into a wussy. Like, oh, yeah, I'm she a does. badass. And then she's like, but I'm so sensitive. Yeah, she does kind of She does kind of wuss out after that. She doesn't really. She's really not very effective from that point forward. But for a second, she she's shown. Yes. Well, uh, again, I'm not saying nobody has the potential. She had the potential. I'm saying this is back and forth shit that kind of got to me. Um, so then after that, we go back to the gun shop. And uh, we see them uh, loading and stocking up on guns. 
Uh, Mr. Mariah grabs a cool machete. I'll give him that. It was a cool-ass machete. It was a very, very pretty machete. Like all chromed blade, gold on the handle and hilt and shit. Fuck I mean, yeah. if you're going to have a machete, that's, that's a pretty nice machete. It's better you, than Rick's, Rick's red-handled machete. Would you say that machete was pimped out? There you go. It was a murdered-out machete. <laughs> that should have been Ving Rames's weapon. Why, my question is this, though. Why is the black guy got to get the pimped-out machete? Hmm. Just like he said. What are they saying? To the one guy when he made the... Improvised devices. Why is black man got? Why is it got to be a sphere? Because I'm black. <laughs> do you remember that part? I do remember that part. We're there in the hospital uh, supply room. He makes the spear out of the bone saw. Yeah, he's and like, the white, nice the white guy goes, "Nice spear." He goes, "Oh, it's got to be a spear because I'm a black man." <laughs> but it was a spear. Uh, it uh, was yeah, totally. So, so they load up the truck with all their guns, and we find out nerd guy has turned. He's infected. Yeah. But he seems different. Yeah, he's docile. He's he's almost like he's still partially aware and there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Mina hears uh, her brother's voice on the radio and decides to head to the radio station. Then we cut back to the radio station. We see <laughs> Mina's brother is there and he sees his mommy, whom he cared zero fucks about up to this point in the movie exactly i mean he was like, gonna go check on his friend before he checked on his mom earlier yeah oh that's right i forgot about that he's yeah he, he left his sick mom at home to go to some abandoned place to bone his girl to then bring her back there to not check on her to bone his girl on the couch while she's sick upstairs and then he was yeah i forgot about that part went to go check he's gonna go check on his buddy Overtaking his mom to the hospital because he so, he cares about his mommy. Yeah, but now he needs his mommy. Yes. Uh, well, then he sees that she's. We see that she's infected, and Mina runs her over in the Hummer. Like I'll be honest, that was kind of like, all right. <laughs> she doesn't even slow down. I don't think Mina liked her mom too much. To be honest with you. No. Well, I, mean, I don't think so. I'm either. sorry. If this shit is going down, in Let's say I live in a little town like that, and this shit's gone down. And I know it's bad. I mean, I know what these people are turning into and and what the situation is. Maybe not fully, but I've got a good grasp on it now. And I see my mom walking in the road, She's and like she looks Bonnie. like she could... <laughs> nice. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, I see her walking in the road, and it looks like, oh, man, she. it looks like she might be infected. I would at least slow down, jump out, and be like, Ma? Is that, I mean, are you, oh, man. At least no. pull up and honk like the horn. Gone. I mean, pull yeah. up and like, er, er, and she turns and be like, Frank, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, oh, I think she's okay, as opposed to, meh. The funniest part would be she gets out like, there's no turning back. And she's like, Nina, what's wrong with you? I love you. Oh, shit. <laughs> That would have been great. That actually would have been hilarious. <laughs> she like just broke her back, and she's laying there. Oh no, I was infected. I just I, I pulled a muscle in my leg climbing a fence earlier. That's why I was limping. Why did you break my back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we cut back to the radio station. Inside, we're getting closer together. Hopefully, we won't have to do this anymore. And we see that the wife has turned, 
and kills her husband. The wife then attacks uh, Mina's brother's babe, the girlfriend. Um, the babe grabs some furniture to attack her. Uh, she finds like, a stool and then kind of uses it to like pin her. And then she shoves her back and pushes her out the window. Um, where she gets, I think somebody shoots her at that point. But the point is yeah. that, yeah. So she, then, well, yeah, they're downstairs. They're, they're Mina and, uh, and, uh, Mrs. Uh, whatever his name is. Mr. Mariah Carey. Thank you. Mr. Carey are waiting for the brother and the hot girlfriend to go upstairs and I guess retrieve the people. So they're just like standing around waiting. And as they're waiting, there's some non-infected people trying to climb a fence, like what, a hundred yards away. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Saying, yeah. Help us, help us. We're not infected. They're coming after us. Help us. And they just basically stand there and look at them. They don't, I think Mina takes two steps towards them. Very slow. Not like running over to help more like curiosity steps. Like she's kind of, huh? Yes. People over there are talking and they seem like they're in duress. I wish I wish she would just like taken a gun and sprayed them like just gotta be safe and like yeah just she or bla- just get it over with and just be like look you're not gonna make it so I'm gonna kill you anyway no but she no. she blasted her mother just go full psychopath she blasted her mother with a Hummer starts spraying people like listen I don't know what you want me to do <laughs> I'm just on the safe side here but no she instead she just kind of looks at him like hmm, that's weird those people look like they need help yes. and they don't go to help them and sure enough. 20 seconds later while they're trying to climb the fence to come to them, to the military, who's supposed to, you know, be like kind of a bastion of hope in a situation like this, they get pulled off the fence and eaten. Anyway, in the meantime, yes, wife lady comes flying out the window. Uh, Yes, and she dies. After they show us that the most effective weapon in this entire movie, and I will definitely put this in my kit at the end when we go to weapons, is a lamp. (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> they held her off with the lamp for a good seven minutes i mean that's the highest that's that that is probably the highest ratio of survivability in the face of one of these zombies we've seen yet i mean uh ving rames pistol in one hand giant muscled arm in the on the other side he lasted 15 seconds these two kids lasted seven minutes against a zombie with a lamp so i'm definitely going lamp Hey, whoa, whoa, infected, infected. We're not using the Z word for this one. Did I say? Yes. Did I say the, Z, the yeah, Z word? The Z word. <laughs> so, okay, infected. So you're saying uh, it was Mina's brother in the radio with the lamp? Yep, exactly. Okay, okay. Um, so then we f- f- finally consolidate our groups, and we have Mina. Mr. Mariah Carey, Mina's brother, Mina's brother's babe, and nerd guy, still infected, I'm sorry, still turned, fleeing the Hummer. Oh, yes, and I, I just occurred to me, from this point forward, we have to change his name. He was nerd guy before, but for this point of the movie to the end, we have to change his name to Ed. To Ed. Because he becomes Ed. They have him handcuffed. They have him basically tied up in the Humvee, but they're keeping him alive, and he's just like a sidekick. All right. He's not trying to eat anybody. He's just sitting there. It's like Ed in the in the garden at right, the end. Right, right. All right, well, Mina says that Ed <laughs> isn't attacking because he's a vegetarian. And so because he's a vegetarian, he doesn't want to eat them because they're meat. 
So what you're telling me is ah, vegetarianism, a conscious decision, not a medical one. That's a conscious moral decision. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's not a medical condition. Oh, it's definitely wrong. But anyway. Yes. But anyway, that decision, the infection takes over. It makes you kill and eat people, which is not normal. But, uh-huh. the, but your moral position against meat stops you from killing and eating people. Yeah. I mean, I like meat, but I don't eat people. <laughs> I mean, sure, I've, I've gazed at your Frankfurter before, but that's totally different. <laughs> yeah, they're stretching it pretty thin on this one. Like, just because you don't morally, you morally, morally or consciously <laughs> object to meat somehow going to affect you when your animalistic brain takes over. Yeah. I, I, now, if, now, if all of a sudden he went crazy and attacked a tree and started chewing on it, okay, his wires <laughs> are crossed. Hilarious. That would be hilarious. He's a vegetarian <laughs> monster. He's eating the fuck out of that tree. Mm. Anyway, so they drive to the military roadblock to get, I think, radio or communication, whatever. Um... They get attacked by infected soldiers, uh, but those infected soldiers still have their guns, and they start shooting at them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what to think of that. That's what they, like I said earlier, they still have some of their, some of their cognitive ability. Yeah, uh, and, and they kind of show that the things that were deeply ingrained in them before is kind of a lot of what sticks around afterwards, and I guess for... A soldier. Okay, I, I guess, yeah, I'll go with that. This is his rifle, this is his gun. I mean, come on. Yep. Yep. Uh, so then they, they, our gang jumps back in the Humvee and drives away. They discuss taking the fire road. It's apparently the only other exit out of town. Um, and they have a four-wheel drive, so they can do it. It's a back road. They have the four-wheel drive. Yes, but they have to get to Boulder, Colorado. Um, then we just see infected little creep <laughs> comes out of nowhere where he's been this whole time, nobody knows, but he runs and jumps headfirst through the Hummer window, which, <laughs> of course, causes the Hummer to crash. Yes. Uh, so then, since where they're at, they decide to grab the weapons and head to the old abandoned amusement park. No, I mean the, uh, the fuck shack. No, I mean the uh, abandoned <laughs> building from the beginning of the movie. Yes. All right. So they get there. They hear the infected screaming. Uh, nerd guy apparently is a warning. I'm sorry, Ed. Ed is a warning device because he starts making noises before they show up. So he's, he's you know, helpful in that way. Yeah, um, and I wonder if it's, is that because he's sympathetic to to that kind? Or, I mean, I don't know. Is it like when animals communicate, like he's communicating? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Anyway, okay. um, so the uh, the infected come in. Um, the, Ed gets separated from the group as they go deeper into the the building. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, they then find a secret laboratory inside this building. Yeah, and... inside this nasty, dirty, dark building, and then they open a door to a sterile, stark white hallway. Yes, and they find Dick Doctors again. Uh, apparently he's some government spook or agent or whatever, and they say that Project Wildfire, that's the name for this, mm-hmm. is being made there, 
and that it's a biochemical research facility. Yes. Now, commentary on this this you this movie you selected, mm-hmm. and you selected selected it for biological weapon. Yes. You really made me put in some time before I was able to figure out why the fuck this was a biological weapon movie. I'm watching it the whole time going, what the fuck? It looks like zombies. They're biting each other. They're turning. They're eating each other. They're eating flesh. This is a zombie movie. What in the fuck? This is, how is this biological warfare? Because right now we're in about the 11th hour of this movie and they finally bring out, oh, it's a biological weapon. I'm like, damn it, Drew. <laughs> so that's that's what I was going through when I was watching it, just so you know. Damn it, Drew. <laughs> Here's my thing. Um, my question is, I know that there's government cutbacks. I mean, I know even the Umbrella Corporation is feeling the recession. I mean, you know, there's, there's cuts. But putting a top-secret <laughs> lab in an unsecured location... Especially one with dried teenager cum upstairs is ridiculous. <laughs> That's their cover. That's their cover. It's beautiful. It's not it's be- brilliant. Could you imagine being like you graduated MIT or some other nerdery and biochemicals right. and the CIA or the government pulls you aside and like hey, Frank, um, you want to come work for the government? You know, we got some. We can do some good work together. And you're like, fuck yes, hell like, yeah, this is what I've wanted to do my all my life. Yes, and Let's you're like, fuck it. it. What are we doing? Project Wildfire. Oh, you're like, oh sweet. That sounds amazing. Yes, and they're like, we got this lab, and they show you pictures of the lab. Yes, but but you got to walk through cum every day <laughs> to get there. Uh, you might see a teenage booby every once in a while as you're walking through, but. You gotta walk through a cum room every day. I gotta do what? Think about you're, that. So you're, I, so you're telling me I have an IQ of 210. <laughs> yes. I just completed seven doctorates. Yes. In a matter of four years at MIT. Yep. I'm pretty much the smartest man that you've ever met. And you're gonna let me do a really cool project. It sounds amazing. It's right in my alley. But these are my work conditions. Yep. All right, fuck it. <laughs> where do I sign? Yeah, where, where do I sign up? I'm right out of college. What do I know? Uh, but apparently they, they say that Project Wildfire was a, uh, a biological weapon that they were designing to draw, deploy in an enemy area. The idea was it would paralyze the enemy for 48 hours, something like that. The, mm-hmm. the people, the army would then come in disarm them, round them up, and then take over so that there was no more bloodshed, no more people would get killed. Which really, when you stop and think about it, is actually kind of a cool thing because yeah. they change wars, we know it. And what kills me is the fact that everyone gets pissed off at him. We're like, you're creating a biological weapon right here. I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't really to kill people like some of these things. Like in the crazies, it was a Trixie virus, and it was mm-hmm. designed to like make people crazy and kill themselves or kill each other. I can't remember what that one was for. Mm-hmm. But this one was to just paralyze people so they could yeah, that, safely and, and I, quietly take over. Yeah, and I think in crazies they call it... Uh, Trixie. Destabilizing 
the whatever the area they're destabilizing the area for and i'm not sure what the military gain was in that this one is yeah to immobilize the area of operation you're just you're paralyzing the people you're putting them you're 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 making them non-threats totally different idea and you're right it's not a terrible idea from a military aspect i mean pretty smart really let's say you have i i don't know yeah i mean well think about we, this. Can, we can apply it conceptually i don't have to explain it yeah terrorists take over a building you deploy this everyone, everyone gets frozen you go in there, you, you, take, you take the terrorists, you lock them up, you take the people out. Even if you're frozen for 24 hours, let's say, as a person, even if you wake up and you're, you're nauseous and you're vomiting a little bit, hey, listen, sorry, but you don't, no, no hostages got killed, no first responders, military cops got killed. We were able to just deploy this. Everyone got froze up. We came in. All the bad guys are locked up in jail over there, disarmed. It's not a terrible idea when it comes to, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it makes you actually, it, it's actually pretty brilliant, and it makes you wonder, is our military doing stuff like this? We we know beyond, we know for sure. I mean, I'm not saying we know by proof, but come on, we're not fools. We know the military and the government are making biological weapons that have varying outcomes and uses. It makes you wonder, do they have one that's like this? That does just that, that they release, you know, by way of a host into an area and it just basically immobilizes all the people in there for 48 hours so that they can go in and basically do cleanup without casualties. I wonder. No, but the Illuminati does. Yes, we, they do. The Freemasons <laughs> via the Illuminati do. Uh, <clears throat> so then we find out that the, the former head of this, the, uh, the doctor, the former doctor, is a now super infected, super doc, super infected. Yeah, he's, yeah. He was pretty cool, like, he, we'll call him a boss. He really is. I mean, he's, he's video kinda, game, yes, he's, that's he's what I boss. was thinking. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking they made him like it's the boss level, like, do, right. do, 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 here's the final <laughs> final battle. Do, 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 here's the boss. And he's, and he's got his little support minions that, that are just kind of more of an annoyance to you when you're fighting the boss. You're yes. like fighting the boss. And then like a little a little support minion will come out and attack you. You're like, God damn it, I kill him to get a little bit more health so I can go back to fighting the boss. Yeah, it's total boss level. Yes. Nice. Um, so then the uh, as they're walking down the hallway, the super infected like is up in the ceiling. Now granted in this case there were now in this case there were pipes and stuff. So, mm -hmm. so he could have been just laying up there like a normal person. He grabs, he reaches down, he grabs Dick Doc. He pulls him up and kills him. Um, the gang decides to, you know, look for a way out. So they decide they want to split up. There's four of them. Mina, Mr. Mariah Carey, Mina's brother, Mina's brother's babe. And this time, Mr. Mariah Carey actually says it. Why you guys always want to split up? That's the best way to die. Yeah. All right, fine, we'll do it. But what kills me is the two army people with all the gun training go one way, Ugh. and Mina and his hot girlfriend go, Mina's brother and his hot girlfriend go the other way. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't pair it up in the most logical way. Like, oh, you have all the guns and training? Yeah, why don't you go with the civilian? One and one. Now, I think, I think... Like, me and his brother didn't want to go with Mina because they still hadn't hashed out their personal stuff. And he definitely didn't want 
his girlfriend to go with Miss Mariah Carey because she's probably afraid he's, you know, got some, you know, black mamba down there that, he, you know, he may gift her and that, you know. But let's be honest, we know better because it's Nick Cannon and he doesn't. <laughs> he it's doesn't. A, it's a movie. It's all pretend, so he might. Okay, in the movie, maybe. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, I think he. I think the brother's still pissed that sister splattered mom like a mosquito on a windshield. Yeah, well, he'll get over <laughs> it. So then, uh, Mina and Mister Mariah Carey find a way out, but the infected overrun them, and Mister Mariah dies while Mina mm-hmm. runs. And they actually give him a hero's death, which was upsetting. Where he gets to, where he's laying there on the ground, holding on to a couple zombies to keep them, to hold them back, telling her to run, run, run. And he yells yells at Mina, you'll always be my baby. (laughs) And then Mariah divorced him. Oh, wait, did that actually happen? All I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Yes, that actually happened. Yes. (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, they find... Oh, Mina runs back into her brother and the babe, and they find a bunch of fuel tanks to make a huge flamethrower. Hell yeah, I think they're like oxyacetylene tanks, which was cool. Yeah, so they get them all, like, I don't think they were stacked up and lined up. Um, So then Mina decides to go out to lure the infected in. Um... She finds them. She's behind cover, and she finds them. She then very tactically walks out from cover <laughs> to get close to get close to them because she wants to yell at them. Because we all know you, there's a yelling distance. You can't yell at the infected past 15 feet, so you got to walk within yelling distance. Yeah, you got to get close, man. I mean, they're not going to hear you, right? Yes, and then... Maybe test that theory first. Like, yell from 100 yards and go, fuck, they didn't hear me. All right, I'll go to 75 yards. Ah, shit, they still didn't hear me. Yes, from behind cover, yell and scream and wave your arms, and then when they start chasing you, you you know it worked out. Yeah, or maybe uh, bang on the the walls and the pipes a little bit. Just, I don't know. Shoot a gun? Maybe not go up to the the 20-foot mark and then yell. Shoot a gun? That should not be your first... Test. Anyway, yeah. So then she gets grabbed by the super infected doc. By boss. Yes. Boss doc. But but you notice that he doesn't just grab her to bite her. He actually grabs her and puts her in like an arm bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He does a bear hug, like a rear bear hug on her. Yeah, but then at, like at, 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 there's a few things happen. But if you look at one scene, he's got like his one arm on her shoulder. He's got his other hand on her arm. He's got it straightened out, and he's pushing her down like in an arm bar type thing, like holding her down. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, why? right after, after the initial grab, yes, yes, yeah. why? Because <laughs> he's still intelligent. He's gonna arm bar her. I don't know. I don't know. So then, Ed, do you think he was? Do you think he's still thinking like in the like a almost a research state of mind and? He wants to somehow capture her. I don't know. Oh, I figured he wanted to bang her because she's hot. Well, that too. I mean, I mean, we keep talking about this. We keep talking about like what you do before, and you've maintained a little bit of your semblance of your intelligence. And the vegetarian doesn't eat meat. The meat eaters eating people. Everybody fucks. Isn't this guy like 
you know, isn't someone, one of the zombies, like, I'm going to eat you. Wait a minute, Mina. You're pretty attractive. Maybe I'm not going to eat you. Or I am, maybe, but not Maybe as... I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we're uh, we're going to go a different route with this one because I still kind of remember a little bit of my past life. <laughs> That's and, uh... right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, and I was married for twenty years, so I wasn't getting it a whole lot at the end. So now I'm gonna, <laughs> or the middle, yeah. or ha- or soon after the beginning. Oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then uh, Ed finds a gun or has a gun. I don't remember. Yeah, he had point. a gun. He starts He's shooting. Got a gun. It. He starts shooting the gun, and it hits the super dock. And then everyone, they all jump on him. The 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 boss and his minions, and. Uh-huh. He gets ripped apart. Ed gets ripped apart. A little tears. She gets the, away. She gets away, though. Um, the infected then start chasing Mina. She then runs and dives under the... Uh, not rack. The rack, but it's on like a... The, the super weapon. The super weapon, but it's like a on a... Like a roller. Like a... I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah, like a heavy cart. Heavy cart. Thank like, you. I couldn't think of a yeah, cart. Yeah, yeah. She dives under the cart... Mina's brother's girlfriend takes a wrench and simultaneously knocks every single cap off of these things. I told you, dude. Badass. Yeah, but you know what was earlier? She was like all catatonic. Like, and then yep. all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, she's like, I'm a badass now. She's, dude, like, she's bipolar. She's like... Well, okay, she's bipolar. She okay, is, you're yeah. right. She's a woman. Sorry. Oh well, there you go. She has, yeah, she has moments of uh, of lucidity. And then the brother like does something like this electrical thing to like make a spark. It lights the acetylene, which uh, electrical spark would does light acetylene. It yeah, is. that's how you light it. Yep, yep, yep. So that's legit, and it shoots out. And you think about it, if the the tanks were mounted where they're not moving. And there's that small opening, it would create jets of flame. And so it shoots uh-huh. a flame and it catches the paper mache infected and they start disintegrating and exploding. I was so impressed that somehow the super flame even managed to like go around corners like water and went down it went like different down the tunnel. Yeah. It turned a corner too. It didn't just go straight down the tunnel, it turned a corner to catch some other ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a little far-fetched. It will find it. It is like water, and it'll find its easiest route. But, yeah. I don't know about that. Kind of doing everything. It was going everywhere. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, so then the gang finds Dick Duck's SUV and the keys. They drive away to safety. And it's all over. And we see an infected jump scarily in front of the camera. Oh, no, it's not over. And then it's over, thank God, the end. And more lazy movie making with the infected jumping up in the camera at the very last second. Oh, my God. Hey, So that's scary. scary and contrived. That's scary. But anyway, yeah. Who even directed this? Did we even look that up? Oh, we can look it up if you want. I mean, yeah, who the could, hell directed this? I didn't care that much. I didn't think we cared that much. I had it pulled up, actually, because I was looking up the... Extremely attractive blonde girlfriend girl. <laughs> and was she in anything <laughs> else ever? Not really. Director Steve Miner. Who is this guy? Steve Miner. Let's just call him 
Mr. Lazy. Huh? <laughs> there you go, Mr. Lazy. <laughs> uh, hey, I actually like that movie. He directed Warlock. Do you remember that one? Actually, I do. That was not yeah. a terrible movie. With oh, Julian, it wasn't, I... wasn't that Julian Assange in there? Uh, are you talking about that blonde, like, Scandinavian dude? Yeah. Or whatever he is? Yeah. Julian Sands. Sands. You had that dumb press. I didn't, I didn't even know his first name. Yeah, Julian Sands. He's He's been in a few things. What was he, uh, what's he best known for? Wasn't he, he wasn't the diehard villain, was he? Uh, no, that was. That uh, was the other Scandinavian dude. Yes. <laughs> He's probably not even Scandinavian. I'm saying that this Julian Sands guy is going to show up and punch me. Uh, let's see. God dang it. I'm so off the rails now. I'm trying to get back to the main page. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Steve Miner, the director, he did Warlock, Halloween 20H2O. God. Friday the 13th Part 2. That was one of the early ones, 1981. Huh. Hmm. He did Forever Young. With Remember Mel that Gibson, one? With Mel Gibson? Yeah, Mel oh. Gibson. John Good. Wait, is that... Wait, I might be wrong. It is Mel Gibson. I don't totally remember this. Isn't this where he's the pilot? Yeah. And yeah, he yeah, his yeah. girlfriend or wife or whatever dies, and so he freezes himself and wakes up 15 yes. years later or something. Yeah. So this guy has directed some actually pretty decent movies. What happened with this one? <laughs> he just... I don't know. Maybe you needed a paycheck. Listen, we've all just punched that clock to make that dime. Yeah, that's that's a fact. They're not, been, they're not all passion projects. Yep, yep. There's definitely been days that we've gone in and given about 5%. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. So just, we'll, we'll move on uh, to the strengths of our enemy. Um, they're strong. Well, clearly. They can climb fucking walls. I mean, no, no, they can climb <laughs> ceilings, ceilings. But no, 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 no. You, you, you didn't touch on the dude that actually was climbing the wall. Oh, it was before. Yeah. It was before Ed switched over. It was before he switched over to zombie. No, no, no. I take it back. It wasn't Ed that shot him. It was the brother that shot him. I'm sorry. They're in the abandoned place, and one of the zombies jumps up on the side of the wall and climbs on the wall like a cockroach, dude. Not even upside down, on a wall like a cockroach. And then the brother has a revolver, and he shoots it with one shot and kills it. And they go, oh, nice shot. I forgot so, about that. give me a fucking break. But anyway, yes. So they can climb walls and ceilings. That's obviously a strength. No pain, they, they eat people, they're mm-hmm. super fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can leap 20, 30 feet at a time. Jump off of buildings and land without with minimal, like, not breaking anything. If they break it, they don't care. They keep coming. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 yeah. Yeah, eat their own eyeballs, operate with no legs, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, weaknesses, made of paper mache. <laughs> So even a match would would uh, yeah make him go up. Um, plungers uh, are weaknesses. Letter openers yep. take a, take their head right off. Lamps, furniture. Lamp, lamps, lamps are a definite weakness without a doubt. They yeah. cannot circumvent a lamp. No, no, <laughs> they can't. Um, shit, anything else with that? I can't. Do anything else. No. 
uh, onto our survival basics, air, water, food, shelter. Um, the air is contaminated because it's an airborne virus. That's how it's Oh, that's right. Spread. But that's right. They touch on and then, good. Oh, you're about to say it. Go ahead. They touch on that only a certain, you know, some people are always going to be immune. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so that's why they think that they're not infected because they just happen to be immune. Right. That's what TikTok says. Yes. <laughs> and if TikTok says it, it must be true. It's got to be true. <laughs> but, I mean, well, Mina's brother and the the babe, but like the, all, none of the Army guys, well, I guess they did get infected, but I don't, I don't know what their issue is, like, because they came in later, so I don't know if it was still airborne. You know what? That's very interesting. I just thought of something that, that I know I know is a much deeper level than the director ever possibly thought to touch on, or the writers for that matter. Um, the Dick Doc says, well, there's always going to be a certain percentage of the population that is immune to certain you know viruses, and you guys just happen to be immune. Now think about this. Mina and her brother are both immune to it, but their mother is not. So that means that there was, a, if you really broke this down scientifically, that means that there was a gene that was passed on by their father who was in the military and died. He was not around anymore. There was a gene from their father that was passed down to them that has, you know, that was unique and made them immune to this particular virus. But the mother didn't have that gene. That's that's pretty interesting when it comes to genetics. But the girlfriend is immune too because... Oh, wait, he didn't get a chance to pass the gene on because he got cock-blocked. Oh, never mind. Uh, eh, yeah, bodily fluids, you know, saliva. Oh, that's true. We did the whole <laughs> yeah. ride over, maybe she swallowed. I mean, uh... Yes. Oh! <laughs> uh, see? He, he, uh, he inoculated her. There you go. Hey, you want to survive this movie? <laughs> um, the water, possibly contaminated. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Know, if one of the infected dies in the water, you know, there's always that possibility. We talked about that before. Uh, one of them was to die or bleed into the water. Then your water supply is, is screwed. Uh, food, food's good. I, I don't mm-hmm. see a reason why the food would be bad. Um, <clears throat> a bunker in this case, like a real bunker. Uh, for, I'm sorry, oh. shelter. We're on shelter. A bunker would be good. Bunkers, tits, as usual. Um, even a even a, a fortified building because, like the ones couldn't break in the glass of the radio station, or you just got bored and gave up. I can't figure out which. But if you had a fortified building with like metal shutters, mm-hmm. it doesn't see they can climb up, but it doesn't say they can bust in. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. You don't really see them yeah. breaking down doors or walls or anything stupid like that. No, even though they have all this superhuman strength and abilities they can't seem to break down simple doors well i take that back i take it at the end don't they break through those flimsy wooden doors in that abandoned building in the come room isn't like the windows are boarded up and they break through those oh that yeah the very first level sure yeah sure yeah yeah once they get down to the lower lower levels though no they can't get can't get in so yeah you're right bunker or a fortified position in this is perfect. You're good. You just wait them out. Um, it's only supposed to last 48 hours, right? I mean, even though it's mutated, would it still last past 48 hours? I wonder. Well, does that mean at 48 hours, the infected just all of a sudden stop and then go, oh, shit, oh, man, what's this in my teeth? Oh, 
<laughs> it's Bob. Tastes like Bob. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Uh, weapons. What, what do you? Uh, you already know my top pick, dude. It's lamp all the way. <laughs> so, well, they're all good because they're they're nothing, nothing special than their meat infected bodies. Uh, I think my top weapon would be a Zippo. I think you just light that thing or a Bic, and they're going to be like, oh, shit. And they're going to turn and run like Frankenstein, like worse than Frankenstein. Yeah. fire. Dude, gasoline and, and a Bic no, lighter. No, 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 no. You need the lighter. They see the flame, and they're going to be like, oh, I'm paper mache. I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, a lighter, or if you want to really, like, go over the top, some gasoline, some Molotovs, and... Wipe out the entire infected population, or just a jug of a lighter fluid. You squeeze it at them, and then just throw a match at them. I mean, Ooh, that's real good. I mean, yeah, the other the other ones see the first one on fire. They're like, I do not want to mess with that. His head just popped like popcorn. I am out of here. Yes, but did you <laughs> you did notice though that at the I just thought of this at the gun shop, the regular run of the mill. Mom and pop, small town gun shop that they somehow found semi fully automatic Mac 10 Uzi type weapons. Yeah. I mean, I know that these is Hollywood and they think that all gun shops have fully automatic death ray gun machines, mm-hmm. but they don't. No, no, they don't. They ordered on a tax stamp. Um, and I don't even know if tax stamps are transferable, are they? Like, can a gun shop have a fully automatic weapon that's stamped and then say, oh, you're going to buy this? Let me transfer this tax stamp to you. I don't know if that's possible. And if it is, it's probably cumbersome. It probably is because you have to be a certain level of FFL, like a level one to get (coughs) fully automatic weapons in the first place. Yeah. So having them on hand to then sell the transfer to get the stamp is, I think, more. yeah, like I said, more of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Then it's worth. So, not gonna, not even in Colorado is that going to be laying around. Um, and something in my top tips that I want to touch on uh, to just the movie going aspect of our small little following. Um, don't don't fall into the what's the word I'm looking for? Sensationalized, fully automatic weapon thing. Uh, I for many years was like, I'm going to get a stamp, I'm going to get my whatever to be able to do this, and I'm going to have a full auto, you know, M4, and it's going to be awesome. After quite a few years now of weapon handling and everything else, fully automatic is pretty much useless. Um, There's really nothing you can't do with a semi-auto rifle, pistol, that a full auto is going to do the best application and real you know reality for full auto is for a a machine gun firing team if you're in the military and you're running a 249 or if you're from vietnam and m60 um yeah yeah full auto is awesome because that's what you're supposed to do you're the gunner you're laying down suppressive fire you're getting your guys to be able to move their position forward by laying down that fire but if you're just if you're in a situation where you're surviving, you're in apocalypse, you're in zombies, semi-auto is perfectly fine. So don't go out and think you got to have a full auto because it's really a waste of ammo. And in this movie, they show Nick Cannon open up with that. I think it's like a like seriously an M16, and I'm not saying that to be 
general. I think it's actually an M16. It's got like the plastic full stock and everything. But remember when he's in the hallway and he opens up with the M16 and he's shooting the ceiling and the walls and everything else, and he hits maybe like six zombies in the shoulder? Yes. But that's about it. Because that's what it's like to shoot a full... Okay, that's not totally what it's like to shoot a full auto. You can learn to focus the fire and be good at it, but they're made for suppressive fire. They're not made for accurate on-target fire. So stick with your semi-auto. Please, people, stick with semi-auto. It's fine. It's more accurate. It's more efficient. And you can pull the trigger fast enough that it's you're putting rounds down range. Yes, but let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you had a 30-round weapon, say an AR-15, M16, one's fully auto, one's semi-auto, mm-hmm. and you pull the semi-auto out and you pull the trigger once, or you pull the fully auto out and you hold the trigger down all 30 spray, and after you've done both, you turn and say, God bless America, which one is cooler? The fully auto. <laughs> so if you're just looking, if you're, if you're looking to be cool with your full auto and say, God bless America... That's what you want to go with. I will never argue the cool factor. You got me on that. Right. Cool factor is 100% there with full auto. There's nothing like dumping a full mag in three seconds. If that. If that. Uh, miscellaneous. Anything miscellaneous that you would uh, bring? Nobody. I would say like a respirator mask, but I don't think it matter because this comes down to that whole, if you're the 2% of the population that's immune, then you're good to go. Um, miscellaneous shit. Flashlights. Nobody brought a flashlight. They went all the dark places. Yeah, and the whole movie was dark. That's true. Flashlight, well, but they, oh. they had the nice Hollywood lighting, so that was a big help. So it wasn't actually dark. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't have anything down for miscellaneous. I didn't either. Uh, all right, my favorite. Rated. One to ten. <laughs> Okay, going on just the basis of it alone, that we're talking about a biological weapon made by the military to be deployed into an area of operations to destabilize or, in this situation, paralyze. Yeah, I think that's very possible. I would give that probably a 9, to be honest with you, on the level of possibility. For that virus to instantly turn flesh into ulcers and make them leap 30 feet and climb walls, I'm going with it about a two. So I know I never give a straight up rating, but that's how I'm splitting it this time. Hmm. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, uh, like you said, the, the paralyzation effect, all that stuff to turn people into paper mache zombies that's a nine, <laughs> nine and a half i mean i'm sure the illuminati's got something like that just waiting to be deployed it's paper mache virus of course yes of course the paper mache virus <laughs> so uh yeah definitely definitely paper mache virus ready to be deployed to a street corner near you <laughs> nice stand by people 2020. Yep. So, uh, got anything else? I don't think so. Uh, we will try to get out to letter C, uh, in a timely fashion. I'll uh, watch the right movie this time. We'll watch, yes, the correct movies and we'll get it out and, uh, we'll try to do much better. So, uh, we apologize. 
we do have jobs and other things that um, you'd be shocked. This does not pay the bills. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. It actually doesn't pay anything. Um, but people hit us up on our social media. Tell us if you got a movie that you movie, even a genre that you think of for C. I mean, we've, we've done, I don't know what, two or three movies now on suggestions. Yes. Yeah, we have. So, yeah. So always open suggestions. To suggestions. We, may, we may even listen. <laughs> yeah. We might just do what we want to do because that's most likely, but we might listen. We've that's done right. it a couple times. <laughs> yep. So, so. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And enjoy the apocalypse.